Okay, cool. Well, thanks for having me. You're wearing a Cure shirt. Yes, I feel. I, sure. Once I was like, because uh, I've been meeting to interview actually for I think quite a while now. I think uh, you had a show in October. I think. Yes. Yeah, I was, and I was planning on trying to get an interview with you around that time. So I already like had imagined that uh, when I did interview, I'd, I'd wear the Cure shirt because like it's kind of oh like, like the Nardwar thing of it all. But I'm a fan too. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Nardwar, what a great reference. Right. What a crazy guy. Yeah, I was, I was gonna wear, I have the exact same shirt. I was gonna wear it, but I already have him in the background, so I didn't want to look like a crazy super fan, you know? Yeah. Although I am, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, before we begin, like, how are you doing? Like, I know we're both in. Yeah. I, I'm doing well, you know, like I, I was just saying, like, I know isolation and stuff, it's, it's a really, really weird time right now. Uh, I never really thought that there would be a moment where I'd be like, literally, like, we, we take everything for granted, you know, like even just walking outside. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I've definitely just been, you know, <laughs> trying to keep sane, I guess, for the most part. Yeah, because I know we've never really lived in a world where concerts was not like oh I, yeah i mean on on that front that's and, and super as well yeah i think that you know live music is something that we never thought would be taken away from us like live entertainment even sports um and and now it's uh something that we all are realizing we took for granted like even myself as an artist like you know i love performing live performing live is what i love to do so it's been crazy but there's bigger problems in the world i keep telling myself and we'll get back to it soon for sure yeah for sure um yeah to introduce myself uh my name is jabril uh created a platform called studio one way back in uh november we released our first interview with muna um the idea the idea is to uh interview international artists, artists across Canada, but more, yeah. but more importantly, you know, acts like yourself in Toronto to highlight people in the city. So uh, I've written for Clash and 405 and things like nice, that. But, nice. but I've always felt like in our city in Toronto, there's not like a media thing that I, that I want to see, you know, like, like the way that I'm doing it now, just conversations and things. So yeah, to get you on is amazing. Been meaning to. Oh having me man honestly like this is this is a, a pleasure for me so yeah so before we begin can you just uh, briefly introduce yourself and then we'll just get started yeah. so my name is gray uh, g-r-a-e and i am an artist a singer-songwriter from toronto cool so i know you started writing at 10 and you had your you wrote your first song in the notebook but before we get into that talk about artists that you grew up listening to i know the cure is one of them and what you've learned right. and what you learned from you know becoming a fan of music before you really decided to become an artist yourself right so i grew up listening to a majority well if not all of the music that my dad grew up listening to so like uh super tramp out in john uh depeche mode joy division new order uh all those types of of like music i guess like led zeppelin pink floyd so like 70s rock 80s new wave i would say um and when i was like a little girl like around six i uh listened to janet jackson's rhythm nation for the first time and i always credit that back to the moment where i became obsessed with an artist because yeah. i had I had the the CD in my hand, and I would like walk around and, and beg my beg my parents to play it. And I 
loved it so much and and you know uh janet's definitely an influence of mine um music i i really just fell into it naturally i'd say it was one of those things where like i listened to it and i was i was always singing around the house trying to mimic the the artist that i was listening to so like nora jones kareen bailey ray um those types of artists uh, i would always like sing their songs cover their songs and talent shows and stuff like that um and it was around the age of well well going back a bit further actually i don't know how much detail <laughs> we want to go but no, I, when i was going. around six my brother gave me like a toy piano and there was a lot going on in my household at the time um you know a lot for like a child to deal with and and my brother gave me this little piano and was like, whenever you feel like you want to get emotions out, use this. Yeah. I, I also credit that back to a moment in time where I understood what music could do for me. It was like a release. Um, and then at the age of 10, my dad got me my first guitar. It was like a purple guitar from like this pawn shop in some random little place that we yeah. stopped in. And, uh, uh, ever since then, I, I've been writing, and I used to write songs about my pets, about guys at, like, 10. Like, it's so weird to think about. Like, yeah. I don't know what relationship problems I was yeah. having at that, but, <laughs> you know. And, and yeah, that's kind of where it all started, you know. Um, I wrote my first song at the top of a bunk, a bed at camp, and that was kind of it. Yeah. And what do you think as you got older, um, what do you think was more easier for you as an artist? Was it uh, like performing and doing shows or did because writing for you is a release and therapeutic? Do you think that was kind of an easier way? Like for before you would eventually release your first EP and your first sing single, things like that. What were like the I guess growing pains of really like navigating? Um, I would say just learning to become a better writer was like a major one. Like I would write, but my songs, you know, definitely weren't the strongest. And that's something that I've, you know, you learn, like once you're in it, you're around so many talented people and like, you kind of learn the ropes, but, um, yeah, I guess just, um, I don't really know like what another like growing pain or, or what it would be, but, um, yeah, Did you just, ever, just uh, becoming a better version of yourself as an artist, I guess, is always something, you're always growing. Did you ever look at, um, the writing process as, um, something that was kind of nerve-wracking? Because I know, you know, writing, right. writing honestly and in, in, in a vulnerable way, do you ever look at, especially when you would eventually release, you know, your first single, an EP, and, you know, especially the writing of your music is based on your own life experiences. Did right. You, how did you view it when you first released that EP and releasing music in general? Was it cathartic, I guess, or were you nervous how it would be like interpreted? How was that? Right. So my first EP, honestly, I had nothing when I recorded it. It was just me and my producer. I didn't even have my manager yet. I had nothing. I had me and my Instagram account that I would post 15 seconds covers on you know and uh that process came very very naturally to me actually and i had no expectations for it i wasn't nervous i just knew that i needed to hold on to the body of work until i had a manager until i had you know those connections because i believed in the art so much that i was like there's no way i just want to like put this you know on yeah. youtube and just see what happens like i wanted 
it to be strategic. And so that process was really natural for me. As far as writing goes, the first EP was very honest. I think I came out with a very honest and upfront version of myself in that EP, which wasn't the easiest decision to make. There is a song on there that's very, very like personal to me and, and my family. And that wasn't the easiest to release. But I think that the reason why I did it was because I, I did it in hopes of someone being able to relate um, because there, you know, there's some heavy topics on there from about my childhood and stuff like that. So I just released it in hopes of one for healing for myself, you know, getting those emotions out. And for two, you know, I, I know that mental health is a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. And we need to talk about it. And, uh, you know, addiction is a thing. And we need to talk about it. And that's why I released it. Yeah. And especially, uh, I know we're going to move forward and talk about the new EP, but uh, track <laughs> women's worlds. And, you know, given everything that's going on in the world, talk to me about the importance of like having a platform and having a voice. And uh, that's why I kind of touched upon the honesty in music and, and how you kind of navigated that. Talk to me about right. that record. And again, on the note of using your voice and your experiences to have people that listen to your music and hope that, you know, they can relate and things like that. Right. So woman's world was written because my, my friend and I, we were walking on the streets uh, at night and we were just getting like harassed by people. Like, and if we would tell them to stop, they would then like start swearing at us and going off at us. And I, I started telling female friends about it and they're like, Oh yeah, that's just like normal. And I was like, normal. Like, why is this normal? This shouldn't yeah. be normalized. I feel like women, we normalize the the harassment in which you know happens to us. And I, I got angry, and I was like, okay. I want to write a song that like empowers women to like not only share their stories but like stand up for yourself as well without you know just trying to normalize the topic because society as a whole it has and very very guilty of it um, and, and so that track to me is just a female empowerment track of just like like you know our bodies are our bodies and and you know uh, we have the rights to, to speak our minds and say what we want and stand up for ourselves and uh not be looked down upon simply because of the fact that we are women you know that's yeah, what that song is about for sure and um i know you've released uh singles on route to this new permanent maniac yeah. and congratulations on that and i know the video the video dropped as well um yeah what have you, I guess, learned in this process? Um, uh, because not from the perspective of um, like how have you grown as an artist, but for, for yourself and your songwriting, how have you grown? With and uh, what does this new body of work mean to you? This new body of work means a lot to me. It was a major growth process. I feel like writing, obviously, in general, uh, you get to see little time capsules of yourself and where you were at at specific moments in your life. And I find that very intriguing about the whole process because my first EP is a time capsule to me. You know, those were relationships that are long gone, situations I no longer dwell on, things like that. And so this body of work was extremely therapeutic. Um, it was just about getting over uh, a lot of the songs are about toxic relationships. I was in one and I'm, you know, out of it now. But it was about like learning to be comfortable with myself and learning to tell people basically when to like 
F off, you know, because I've had a difficult time in my life uh, uh, putting my foot down and being able to uh, kind of just stand up for myself without feeling like I'm hurting that other person. So this EP was really just about growing as a woman and like learning to, to speak for myself and, and stay grounded and, and, you know, set my expectations high for myself. And yeah. And how important uh, was the, I guess, the, the visuals? You know, talk about the video that just released. How important for you as an artist are visuals and videos and getting out your idea? Because I know earlier you said you didn't want to just release music. You wanted strategy and you wanted the proper rollout. Talk about this rollout and the importance of that. Right. So I would say visuals definitely play a major part. I think that it's always interesting to sit down and think of the music in uh, as a as a video, as a piece of, you know, work that you watch because we listen to it and we come up with our ideas in our head of, of what it may look like or what a video would be and stuff. So actually executing that is always amazing. I have a blast. Like my my video for Permanent Maniac is everything I could have ever like wanted it to be. Uh, I think it's just fun, you know, like people want to look up and, and be able to kind of see who you are as an artist and I think it's important to have that visual alongside to kind of give people the perspective of your vision because you know being an artist there's so many aspects to it it's not just about writing and singing you know there's a whole bunch of other things that we like to do and uh, videos and creating it is definitely a passion I love it I love it a lot yeah and I know um, with COVID and things like that, you know, the idea of concerts isn't all that possible. But for you and your career so far, what have been some highlights uh, in shows and how have you grown as a performer? You know, was it something that you eased yourself into or how has it been for you? So I love performing. Like there's nothing better than being in, you know, in front of a crowd of, of people that just genuinely enjoy live music. Um there's nothing like it. I, I've been, you know, performing. Like, I, when I was uh, in, in grade school, I would, like, perform at assemblies and stuff. I've always kind of had an itch to do that. So, you know, being kind of thrown, you know, when I, when I got my when I got my manager and, and Lori and I started working together, kind of finally booking those gigs and, like, moving forward in a more professional way was extremely exciting to me. And it's something that I miss, like, immensely. Um, as far as highlights go, like the Mod Club show was a major highlight. I got to open for Ralph and like playing that stage was super cool, you know, like as a Toronto thing, it's definitely a cool little accomplishment. Um, I opened for an artist called Benny, I think like that's how you, yeah, Benny. Yeah, really and is, yeah. yeah, and she, I never know how to say it because she has like a New Zealand accent. So I'm Benny? like, is it Benny, Benny? or is oh, it yeah. Benny or... <laughs> Um, but that was, you know, seeing her now having just blown up is insane. Cause yeah. like when I, when I opened for her, like I didn't even, I, I, you know, like I, I didn't really know. And, and once I dived into her music, I was like, wow, like it's such an honor to be opening for her. But, but now having seen all the things she's done, it's crazy to look back on. Yeah. And, um, usually when I, um, get to like near the end of interviews, you know, I'd ask an artist, how's the rest of the year going? I would have asked you, you know, you got to release this EP, how's it going to be and performing and things like that. So, right. But instead of that, I'll just um, want to ask you, uh, I know you're still, still premature in your career and there's not a lot of body of work in your music. Um, yeah. So, but for you, like, what have you learned about yourself throughout this process so far? And what do you hope to um, gain in the, horizon 
Right. I think I've learned to stop underestimating myself. That was something that I did a lot uh, a couple of years ago. I, I wrote my first EP at 19 and I started thinking about it at 18. And when you're that age, you think you're so mature and you have things figured out. But looking back, I, I really didn't. And I had a lot of things to work through. And I think being in this industry, it really tests you to, you know, be that better version of yourself, to always be thinking forward. And, uh, I, I think I've just grown a lot like as as uh, as a person I've become more mindful of things happening around me and uh, you know I'm just striving to be the best artist that like I can be and the most honest artist that I can be and you know it's really cool to think that there are people out there that may listen to the music and resonate with it you know it's it's definitely been a major growth experience and process for me especially just getting a bit a few years older um, and now having released a body of work it means something so much different to me than when I released at 19. Yeah and I know uh, it might not be close or maybe still in the distance but another you know a way to finish off the interview is how is it going to feel when you uh, release your debut album? Uh, how, um, what would that I know um you know, it might not be on the horizon. You, you know, I know you're still fresh on this EP, but for you, what what would that feel like? I'm a major fan of albums. I'm a major, major fan of them. I think that it's you know you can really make something a, a story with an album. Um, and I I've been thinking about that. It's funny. I I'm like, when can I make my album? Yeah. You know. Uh, and we're in a very like singles driven market right now. So I definitely, you know, that's definitely what a lot of artists are like focused on. But the moment I get to like just sit down and create an album, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm so excited, like so excited. It's just a whole different like ball game, you know, because uh, you just have you have so much more there, so much more content and like so much more to write about and, and think over and like. It, I love albums that just take you from beginning, middle, and, you know, like a story. And uh, that's what I would hope to do, for sure. And uh, final, final question, uh, to make it full circle. Um, looking back on the writing book that you still have from when you were 10, and things yeah. like that, um, what's something you would tell your 10-year-old self from now? Oh, my goodness. These types of questions always, like, get me. You know, I, I would probably tell my 10-year-old self that, that she's right, <laughs> that she's going to do music and to not care what anyone else is going to say because there were a lot of people in my life who were just telling me that that's not something that is, you know, attainable. And just, like, keep on going. And, and one day, you know, you're going to release an EP. And, and the 10-year-old me would be like, what? I'm going to have music that I'm going to release for people to hear? You know, when, when you're 10, that's crazy. So I I would definitely just tell myself to, to keep going because there's good things coming for her, you know. So, yeah. Cool. Um, again, thank you so much for taking the time out uh, for this conversation. Thank you. Um, thank you. I can't wait to eventually see you live and hopefully, you know, back to in-person interviews. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Honestly, like it's been, it's been an absolute pleasure and I absolutely hope to see you at a show whenever shows sure. are thing. <laughs> and again, congratulations on this new EP. Um, enjoy it. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of the day. Yeah, you too. Bye. Thank you. Studio One.